Yo, 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 what's good, Addicts Gang? Welcome to the Week 4 Recap. Um, it is I, it's Frank, um, bringing you the... Yo, 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 what's good, Addicts Gang? And welcome to the Week 4 Recap for NFL Fantasy Football. Um, this is the Fantasy Addicts Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Make sure... Yo, 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 what's good, Addicts Gang? And welcome to the week four recap of NFL fantasy football. What a big week it's been. There's a lot of takeaways. There's a lot of information we need to get out of here um, to make sure that we're, you know, looking forward to week five and we're continuing our winning streak. You know, my team, we won another game. Burjo, you suck. We're continuing on. Um, As I said at the beginning of the season, I'm a lock for playoffs um, and it's going to continue that way. So... Obviously, listeners, welcome to the podcast. I hope you guys had a great week four. I hope you guys took out your fantasy matchup. Um, before we do get started, we get stuck into these games and all of our takeaways, waiver wire, you know, who to start sits, like basically the main information you need to take away from these games. Um, make sure you're following the podcast at the Fantasy Addicts on Instagram and on the Twitters at the FB Addicts. Now, the Friday night game, sorry, Thursday night game, Friday morning for Australian people. We had the Green Bay Packers taking on the Detroit Lions, who are now 3-1. and one. Detroit Lions, I don't know if they're sneaky good because there's a lot of hype coming um, into the season for these guys and how they're going to perform and how the, if the offense was going to continue to be elite like it was at the back end of last season. And they've continued that. They put up 34 points on the Green Bay Packers. They win this game 34-20. to Jared Goff takes a back seat to the running game. Doesn't have to do too much. 210 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Weren't incredibly happy with his day as far as, you know, fantasy points go. Um, but got the job done, got the win. Um, we did see the running game take over um, in Lambeau Field. I know a lot of the jokes that are going around saying that, you know, it felt like Ford Field out there. Um, a lot of Detroit fans in the crowd, which is good to see for them. I think there's a lot of hype around this team. And, you know, they're a fun team to watch and a, te- a very likable team. Um, coach is very likable. Players are very likable. Um, we'll see what happens for the rest of the year. But David Montgomery, the star of the game, 32 carries, 121 yards, and three touchdowns. Jimmy Gibbs, just the eight carries. Now, there was a lot of hype coming into the season for Jameer Gibbs about what he can be in this offense and how involved he can be. Um, so the fact that he's only gotten eight carries to David Montgomery's 32 is very, very disappointing, especially in a week that David Montgomery barely even practiced. There was concerns that he's going to miss this game. Um, so again, disappointing if you're the Jameer Gibbs owner, but I think you have to take the positive out and go, he's looked good. If you own him in Dynasty, you don't, don't trade him away. Don't get upset about this. It's a long game. It's a long season. They'll slowly, you know, get him more and more involved. But it isn't going to be a Jameer Gibbs is going to get 15, 20 carries. That's not what you're going to get from him. It's not what you should have expected. And it's not what's good for his production long term as well. Um, You know, eight carries in a game where they run the ball 40 times, probably not enough. You probably want to see that get up to that 12 to 15 mark. Um, But unfortunately, David Montgomery just looks too good. 121 yards, three touchdowns, massive fantasy day. If you had him in your lineup, you're incredibly happy with how um, that game 
panned out. Um, early on in the game, we saw Armin Rase Brown catch his touchdown. He had five for 56. Didn't really need to throw the ball very much after that, so he didn't have you know a monster day that it threatened to be early on. Um, Josh Reynolds, three for 69, continues to be a nice piece. I mean, in a game that you expect to be competitive and going back and forth, you know, potentially he's a, a player you can start as a low-end flex play. Sam Laporta continues his impressive start to his rookie campaign. He has four for 56. Um, the tight end landscape is brutal right now, so if you have Sam Laporta, I think there's no reason to be keeping him out of your lineups. David Montgomery, 2 for 20. Jameer Gibbs, 4 for 11. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that main sort of storyline from the game is David Montgomery is, you know, he's a low-end running back one, high-end running back two, if not better, um, as, as as long as he keeps getting this work. And, you know, they continue to split um, him and Jameer Gibbs, but it's David Montgomery's getting a definitely more of the touches as well and a lot of the goal line touches too they continue to use him on the goal line and they you know we saw jamal williams last year score what was a 15 touchdowns he's threatening to do the same thing and he's you know more involved in, in the passing game he's also a better runner than what jamal williams is as well the honeymoon sort of stage of Jordan Love has sort of come to a bit of an end here. Um, it was really, really good the first three games of the season, um, despite their loss last week to Atlanta. You know, statistically threw for three touchdowns last week. Um, does only have 246 yards, one touchdown this week. Threw the ball away twice. So something you're not incredibly happy with, but did also um, get involved um, on the ground as well, scoring a rushing touchdowns and salvaged his fantasy day, um, but not wasn't incredibly impressive against the Detroit defense that looks better than I think a lot of people expected as well. Um, Aaron Jones, 5 for 18 upon return, and A.J. Dillon continues to stink it up with 5 for 11. Can't start A.J. Dillon under any circumstances. Even when Aaron Jones missed, he was awful. He's just not good. Um, I, you know, I'm someone who has A.J. Dillon in a couple of places, and I just... I've had enough. I've had enough. I don't want him. He literally is just like even like a bottom tier handcuff. Um, it was obviously got draft capital a long time ago now, and people need to sort of move on from that dream that he can be, you know, Derrick Henry. Like when he came out, people thought he was going to be that good, and he's just not. Um, Aaron Jones will see better days. Um, his first game back, he'll be he'll be better um, moving forward. Romeo Dobbs, nine for ninety five, great fantasy day. Continues to be impressive in you know the limited um, time that Christian Watson's had on the field. Obviously, it's his first game back, um, so Romeo Dobbs still heavily involved. Jaden Reed continues to put together a nice sort of rookie campaign so far, three for fifty five. Um, Samori Torre caught one for thirty five. Um, Josiah Deguerra had four for thirty eight. Sorry, four for 34. And um, that was after Luke Musgrave went out with an injury after he just had one catch for one yard as well. Hopefully, that's nothing long-term. He should be back into the lineup soon. Uh, Christian Watson did make his return, had two for 25, but was bailed out by the touchdown. So if you did start him in this game, um, just expecting, you know, a higher points total, which it was, you know, 54 points in total, you did get that touchdown to uh, bail you out there. Um, not too much else to take away from that game. The Packers are, you know, a meddling sort of team, and the Lions look like they are, are really impressive. Now, the London game. Um, I don't know if anyone else watched the uh, the Toy Story um, presentation of the London game. That was cool. I've seen the highlights. Did watch it live, um, but very very cool to see. I think um, you know it was a hit with the kids. Um, I think was, I've seen a lot of stuff on TikTok where um, there's some some dads that were very impressed that their kids were able to watch the game and they were still able to watch the game at the same time. Um, normally not getting a break from the cartoon, so it was very very cool to see. Um, the Jaguars weren't incredibly impressive, but the, the Falcons just showed that you know without. 
you know, impressive quarterback play without even league average quarterback play. They're going to find it tough to win games, um, unfortunately, despite the impressive play of B. John Robinson, who continues to be absolutely incredible. Um, there's nothing else you can really say about it other than this guy is probably the best running back in the league already. Desmond Ritter, 191 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. B. John Robinson continues to hit the ground running. 14 carries, 105 yards. Awesome, awesome stuff. Tyler Allergy is now clearly taking a back seat to B. John Robinson. Only had seven carries for 16 yards. This is a game that they trailed in as well. So, you know, B. John Robinson in a game that they're competitive could have 20 carries, um, if not more. He then also had five catches for 32 yards. So he's going to be getting involved in the passing game. Um, must start. Matchup proof. Um, top five running back every single week. Count on him. Um, he's incredible. Janu Smith led the team in receiving. Now, this just goes to show that Kyle Pitts, you can't start him, you can't trust him. If you got him in Dynasty, you're upset. You can't sell him because you're selling for... I don't even know what people would offer you for Kyle Pitts right now. Um, you just have other rebuilding teams sending you just dis- like disrespectful offers. You know what I mean? I'm sure, I'm sure there's people out there that are sending you know second-round picks, two seconds for Kyle Pitts, and they're a full rebuilding team. Just sending them to another team that, you know, realistically, if you have Kyle Pitts now, you need to be either rebuilding or you need to trade him off your roster right now and get whatever you can to get a startable tight end because he's not startable. Johnny Smith had six for 95 while Kyle Pitts had two for 21. That tells the story. I don't care how talented he is. I still think he's talented, but we need fantasy points. If your team's trying to win, you need the points now, not next year, not the year after, not three years from that, not, you know... Kyle Pitts being a tight end five from the age of 30 to 35. No, that's seven, eight years away. You can't be putting up with that. You need Kyle Pitts off your roster if you are trying to compete and win. Um, Drake London, only three for 28, did get the touchdown, so he was able to salvage his fantasy day. But these pass catchers, cannot trust them. You need them out of your lineups. Um, I can't advocate for any of these pass catchers, aside from B. John Robinson, because he's just incredible. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars didn't get you know a lock going, but were able to score enough points to win this game. Travis Etienne, very heavily involved, got 20 carries, only the 55 yards, because the Atlanta run defense is actually pretty good. Um, but he was basically by far the most involved runner. Um, Tank Bigsby, three carries. Dennis Johnson, one carry. Tells you everything you need to know. Travis Etienne is the workhorse there. Trevor Lawrence did chime in for eight carries, 42 yards. That little tack that onto his fantasy day. He did have 207 yards and a touchdown through the air. Christian Kirk continued to be the number one receiver for Trevor Lawrence as well. He had eight for 84. Evan Ingram, seven for 59. Calvin Ridley did get the touchdown that salvaged his fantasy day, but just two for 38. We've seen his target share um, plummet from week one. You know, I think there's a lot of Calvin Ridley people that were victory lapping up after the week one results and Christian uh, Kirk goose-egged. I don't think they're victory lapping anymore. I think Christian Kirk's clearly the 1A, Calvin Ridley the 1B. You know, they're roughly the same, but there's going to be weeks where Calvin Ridley goes off and there's going to be weeks where he's not involved. This is kind of one of those weeks and you'd you'd be pretty happy that he scored a touchdown, but the peripherals and the um, the other statistics aren't sort of... The arrow isn't pointing out for Calvin Ridley, unfortunately. Potentially, this is somewhere you could buy low. Um, as for someone that wasn't incredibly high going in um, to the season on Calvin Ridley, I'll probably just wait it out, see how everything goes. I don't really feel the need to go out and buy Calvin Ridley. I think the risk-reward person that has him still thinks he could be a you know, wide receiver one. Travis Etienne had also had three carries for 17 yards as well. Um, we'll move on to the next game. We had the Colts and the Rams, which is like 
on paper, you think this is going to be an awful game. Um, I don't want to watch this. And it, it looked like that for the vast majority of the game, to be honest. The Rams went up 20-0 to zero, um, at one stage. And then we saw the Colts just absolutely storm back and win it in overtime, 29-23. to 23. Sorry. The Colts stormed back. The Rams got the win in the end. My apologies, everyone. Matthew Stafford, 319 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Looked good. Didn't look that great, but he got the job done. Kyron Williams continues to be incredible. Scored a massive amount of fantasy points. Had 25 carries, 103 yards, two touchdowns. Ronnie Rivers also involved in the run game, 9 for 47. Again, they were up for a vast majority of this game, so I would be very, very run heavy. Um, Puka Nakua. As far as the receiving weapons go, not just for the LA Rams, but receiving weapons as far as the NFL goes, he's is incredible. Um, we haven't seen a rookie season like this. Um, to start your career the way he has um, is a testament to him. It's a testament to Matthew Stafford. I think I saw a statistic where the three um, best starts to an NFL season um, for any, I think any wide receiver ever. Um, and you, if you look at Cooper Cup, and you've got to look at. Calvin Johnson, you look at Puka Nakua, those are the three names that have got like the basically the best statistical wide receiver seasons um, for the through the first four games. And all the quarterback and every quarterback for them is Matthew Stafford. He just locks into one wide receiver. Puka Nakua had nine catches, 163 yards, and the game winning touchdown. He's incredible. Um, if you weren't buying Puka Nakua already, I did, you know, after week one or week two, I think it was after week two, I did say if you can try and buy him for a second. I think you probably should have. That that time's definitely passed now. You, I don't even know if you can get him for a first um, in Dynasty Leagues. It's sort of beyond that point now. He um, is awesome. He's in wide receiver one moving forward until we see Cooper Cup come back. And even then, um, you know, they have a need for a wide receiver too. I mean, 2-2 Atwell's nice. Ben Jefferson has disappeared, to be honest. Um, they still need a wide receiver too. Puka Nakua isn't going away. He's still going to be very, very good. Um, we saw Kyron Williams also have three catches, 24 yards, and Ronnie Rivers had a couple catches for 10 yards as well. On the Colts side of the ball, Anthony Richardson continues to impress. Wasn't incredibly efficient as a passer, but did get the two touchdowns, no interceptions, which is what you like to see. Did only complete 11 passes for out of 25. Got 200 yards. But what we like to see out of Anthony Richardson is he gets 10 carries, 56 yards, scores on the ground. Um, He's a fantastic fantasy quarterback, and he looks like he's going to be a good NFL quarterback as well. Um, I think he's exactly as advertised. He looks more polished um, as a quarterback. I feel like the game is slowing down for him much quicker than I think any of us expected. Um, He is a must-start in fantasy football already. Um, So continue to fire up your Anthony Richardson's. Zach Moss had another nice game. He had 18 carries for 70 yards. Um, didn't get involved in the passing game as per usual. Um, Alec Ogletree was the one who got the touchdown. He had three catches, 48 yards. Alec Pierce just one for 38. Marley Cox, one catch, 35 yards. Got the touchdown. Josh Downs and Colin Granson had two catches for 34 and 24 yards. Michael Pittman, very, very disappointing game. One for 15. Again, this is sort of what you expected out of Michael Pittman. Did have a good start to the year, but there's going to be games where they only throw the ball 25 times, and this is a game that they were losing for the vast majority of the time. Um, so the fact that he only gets one catch there sort of is just, you know, shows the downside there might be um, for Michael Pittman in games where they're not going to be throwing a whole lot. So just, you know, be careful with Michael Pittman. Good player. It's going to be good weeks because he's just a talented player. But... 
there is going to be weeks where he just disappears, to be honest. Um, we saw the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens. Just want to shout out myself. Did take Baltimore Ravens money line just before um, Deshaun Watson was ruled out. So go me. Uh, won me some money. This was easy. Didn't sweat this one at all. Lamar Jackson only threw the ball 19 times. 15 completions. 186 yards. Two touchdowns. Doing what Lamar Jackson does. Did also have nine carries, 27 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, Really great fantasy day for him. Four total touchdowns. Gus Edwards, 15 carries, 48 yards, three yards carry. If that's the most Gus Edwards game you've ever seen, I don't know what is. Justice Hill, not involved as much. Three carries, 33 yards. So potentially um, that split does sort of move his way, potentially just based on how they produced this week. Melvin Gordon, three for 21. Tyler Huntley also finished off the game, had two carries for eight yards. Mark Andrews got back into the scoring column, had a massive week, five catches, 80 yards, two touchdowns. Back to doing what Mark Andrews does. Zay Flowers, 356, was an okay fantasy day. Melvin Gordon had a catch of 23 yards. Patrick Richard, one for 14. Devin Duvernay, two for eight. So again, it is just Mark Andrews is really the only guy you can trust in this Baltimore Ravens offense, aside from Lamar Jackson. Unfortunately, though, not as good a day for Dorian Thompson-Robinson, DTR, someone who looked incredibly good in the preseason. You know, I've got him in a couple of places. I was excited to see what he could do, um, but he fell flat on his face. 19 completions, 36 attempts, only 121 yards and zero touchdowns, three interceptions. Um, Baltimore Ravens defense, always going to be a tough outing for a rookie quarterback. So a little bit disappointing to see um, him not succeed. But we also saw the running game get split a whole lot more. And for someone that, you know, I, I had sent away Jerome Ford recently in the last week, so I'm, I'm quite happy I've done that. Um, we were probably expecting him to just get the majority of carries, which he has so far. He had nine for 26 compared to the five carries from Pierre Strong and five from Kareem Hunt. But that is a pretty... Not even split, but that's definitely a three-headed monster. And I wouldn't call it a monster. I'd call it like a three-headed... I don't want to say like that three-headed dog, beast, mythical sort of creature because like it's a three-headed puppy at this point. Um, Pierre Strong, Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt at this point in his career are not scaring opposition defenses. Um, Jerome Ford, nine carries, 26 yards. Kareem Hunt, five carries, 12 yards. Pierre Strong did was able to get a little bit going, five carries for 49 yards. Maybe that bodes well for him cutting into Jerome Ford's workload. That remains to be seen again these guys, very, very difficult to trust. Jerome Ford, you're going to keep him in your lineup purely because he does get involved in the passing game. They didn't get involved either of the other running backs at all. He had five catches for 19 yards. Devin Njoku coming off, burns to his face. He could rock it up in that scary-looking mask and then proceeded to lose the game 28-3. But he had an okay day. He had six catches, 46 yards. Elijah Moore, two for 20. Amari Cooper, one for 16. Donovan Peoples-Jones, one for seven. Again, those guys really aren't going to be able to produce without Deshaun Watson. Um, I think we all expected that, unfortunately. Deshaun Watson, though, hasn't been that good. They're going to be you're really needing him back after the bye. They do have the bye this week, so I imagine he'll be able to get fully fit and he'll be ready to go um, when they need him. The next game up, we had the Panthers and the Vikings. Go me for starting Adam Thielen. Continues to be, um, you know, a good play. Um, he's clearly the wide receiver one there. No one else is really involved, um, you know, to a, at least a higher level. We did see Terrence Marshall getting his nine catches this week, though. But Adam Thielen continues to be, you know, the most productive wide receiver there. Um, for Bryce Young, but they really couldn't get anything going on offense. Did struggle um, and weren't able to get the job done over the Minnesota Vikings. 
Bryce Young, 204 yards, um, again, 25-32, didn't turn the ball over. But Chuba Hubbard, again, he got really involved in the running game. So did Miles Sanders. Two very, very different stories, but two very unproductive running backs. Chuba had 14 carries, 41 yards at 2.9 a carry. Miles Sanders, 13 for 19 at 1.5. This offensive line isn't good. This offense isn't good. I don't think you can trust either of these running backs moving forward. Miles Sanders, again, a lot of people are excited about what he can do. They're saying they're going to get him involved in the passing game, and they have, but he just continued to have three catches for 13 yards. That's a good day. Normally, it's like three catches for five yards of Miles Sanders. Just does not get any yardage after the catch. Again, whether it's just when he's throwing the ball, there's like three guys on him or he just can't make people miss. I don't know what it is. Don't throw the ball to Miles Sanders. Um, like I said, Terrence Marshall, 9.56. DJ Chark, only 2 for 28. Um, Sanders, 3 for 13. Hubbard had 2 for 12. LaVisca Chenault, 1 for 12. Hayden Hurst, 1 for 7. Again, you can't trust anyone. Um, again, you can probably put Adam Thielen in your lineup still until we see otherwise, until we see that he is completely washed. Um, yeah, you can you can roll out Adam Thielen. I mean, I won't hate you for it. I've been doing it, and it's worked well so far. Um, a game that the offense struggled early on, um, and then they obviously didn't have the ball that often. Kirk Cousins threw a pick six. That was great. Got absolutely cleaned up. Um, hilarious hit. Did a good job trying to chase him down. He was going to get there if he didn't get pancaked. Um, but they only threw the ball 19 times, which is really something that's uncharacteristic for this um, Minnesota Vikings offense. <laughs> So he only had 139 yards, did get the two touchdowns, but also the two interceptions. So again, not a terrible fantasy day because he did get those two touchdowns, especially if you play in a a six-point passing touchdown league. Um, Again, but wasn't great. Not what you were used to from Kirk Cousins over the first three weeks anyway. Alexander Madison clearly still the lead back. They did get Cam Akers involved a little. He was productive as well. So he had five carries for 40 yards. Alexander Madison, 17 for 95 as well. Very productive. Justin Jefferson continues to do Justin Jefferson things. Six for 85, two touchdowns. He's the man. Hawkinson, again, didn't throw for very, very many yards. Only 140 in total. He only had two for 24. KJ Osmond, one for 16. Cam Akers had two catches for 11 yards. Madison had a catch for three yards. And Jordan Addison was a goose egg for you. So people that had Jordan Addison in their lineups, despite the good start to his rookie campaign, you are very, very disappointed that he wasn't able to give you any fantasy points, which is just sad. I have Jordan Addison in a, in a dynasty league that I am trying to, I don't want to say tank, but I'm kind of happy when I lose. Um, but yeah, he wasn't able to yeah, put up any points this week, unfortunately. The Titans and Bengals game. So the the Titans absolutely bitch slapped the Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals look like arguably one of the worst teams in the entire NFL. I don't know whether it's Joe Burrow's calf, whether it's the offensive line, whether it's they can't get the run game going, whether it's the defense. They just nothing has looked good, to be perfectly honest. Joe Burrow, 20 of 30, 165 yards. Not nearly enough production from what you expect from a league quarterback, especially with how much he's getting paid now. Um, the running game, again, the story of the same that we've seen from the Cincinnati Bengals it is all Joe Mixon, 14 carries, 67 yards, 4.8 a clip. Nice little game for Joe. Um, Travion Williams had just the one carry, so we're not going to see any other running backs in this backfield. Joe Mixon also had a catch for nine yards. So, again, really only gave you, what, like seven, eight fantasy points. Again, is pretty much what you expect from him at this point, especially against a Tennessee Titans run defense that is, you know, quite talented. Jamar Chase was able to have a nice little game. Gave you 7 for 73. Tyler Boyd, 4 for 26. T. Higgins, 2 for 19. T. Higgins, though, 
um, does come away from this game with a rib injury. I believe they said it may be a broken rib. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but he sounds like he's going to miss at least a couple of weeks. Um, so, again, probably just upgrade your Jamar Chase just a little bit, although the defenses can give him a little bit more attention now. We'll see how that pans out, but at least we know that target volume is going to be very, very concentrated to Jamar Chase moving forward while T. Higgins misses some time. Tennessee Titans, though, Ryan Tannehill played, you know, a pretty pedestrian game. Um, 18 for 25, 240 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Um, you know, did his part. Game manager, Ryan Tannehill. We know what to expect from him. Um, Derrick Henry, as a passer, is elite in the red zone. Uh, they were saying a stat, something like he's thrown for five touchdowns on, like, seven attempts in the red zone. Um, continues to do what he needs to do to score touchdowns. Gets back on track for fantasy. Um, there's a lot of people myself included, saying that he was washed, that he was done. Derrick Henry can't do it anymore. He's too old. Um, but he comes out, gets the two-yard touchdown pass. They look like he was going to run, get him in the wildcat. They don't know what's going on. Um, puts the pass on the money. Derrick Henry, 22 carries, 122 yards, and a touchdown on the ground as well. Tajay Spears, nice little game, 5 for 40 on the ground. Continues to be efficient and play a lot of snaps for this um, Tennessee Titans team as well. Someone to keep an eye on if anything were to happen to Derrick Henry. Can't quite get him into lineups just yet. He also had three catches for 18 yards. Derrick Henry with a catch for 11. We saw DeAndre Hopkins put together a pretty average sort of game, but you can't be too upset. It's DeAndre Hopkins at 31 years old, after all. Um, four for 63. And then you also had Nick Westbrook-Kine had 51 yards on five catches and the touchdown as well. Chris Moore had a 44-yard touchdown. Chigo Okonkwo um, had a three for 29 game as well. Now, let's move on to the next game. We have the Saints and Buccaneers. Saints could not get anything going. I think Derek Carr is obviously, obviously injured. I don't know why they didn't just play Jameis. I, they must really have very little faith in him. Um, if they've decided to roll out Derek Carr, who looked busted. He looked broken. He couldn't throw the ball down the field. He's clearly injured. They need to sit him. Oh, I don't know. I think that just shows exactly what they think of Jameis Winston, to be perfectly honest, more than what it does about Derek Carr. Um, but he had 23 of 37, 127 yards. Again, couldn't get anything going. Taysom Hill had a completion for 13 yards. And then James Winston also threw an interception late in the game. Alvin Kamara in his first game back dominated the running back snaps, carries, touches, opportunities, um, whatever you want to call it. It was all him. Alvin Kamara, 11, catch, 11 carries, 51 yards. You would have thought 11 catches would sound ridiculous based on my mistake. No, no. He had 13 catches for 33 yards. If you play in a full point, PPR league, I think you are, and you went against Alvin Kamara, you're physically disgusted. You would feel ill um, with the fact that he only had 33 yards on 13 t- uh, catches. But it's just because that's all Derek Carr could do. All he could do was check it down to Alvin Kamara for like five yards, two yards, three yards. It was just insane. Um, Michael Thomas leads this team in reception today um, in this game. He had 4.53. Um, Rashid Shahid, 3 for 33. Tess Miller had a catch. Kendra Miller had a catch. Chris Olave, just one catch for four yards. Again, Derek Carr was not able to put this ball in the air whatsoever. Again, looked really, really poor. Um, and I blame 
Derek Carr for the Chris Olave's poor fantasy game, um, unfortunately. Michael Thomas continues to be, you know, a really good number two wide receiver for Chris Olave. I think, you know, hopefully he can stay healthy, and I think there's going to be weeks where they score touchdowns. So Mike T, someone who I've got in a couple of places, I've slid him into my lineup every now and then, so it's good to have him. Um, hopefully he does continue to, you know, put together a nice little return year. Um, Baker Mayfield, really, really good game from him. Um, game was close for a lot of the time, and then the Bucks were able to pull ahead in the second half, um, which is good to see for Baker Mayfield, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm, he's someone you want to root for. Um, 25-32, 246 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Rashad White continues to get all the work um, in this backfield. Close to Kayshawn Vaughn had nine carries. Rashad White was 15 um, carries, 56 yards. Baker Mayfield had eight scrambles for 31 yards. Chris Godwin gets back on track, has eight catches for 114 yards. A lot of that production does come after Mike Evans, who did have three for 40 um, prior to exiting the game with a hamstring injury. Remains to be seen how serious that one will be. Um, Obviously, for someone his age, getting a hamstring injury is something you want to keep an eye on. Hopefully, they give him the opportunity to get healthy. Is a free agent at the end of the year. Um, so, I think he'll be keen to be 100% healthy before coming back. Um, doesn't want to go into the offseason with any nagging injuries. Devin Tompkins did catch the touchdown. He had 4 four forty-five. Potentially someone you'd want to add um, just speculatively if Mike Evans does miss a, you know, a significant amount of time. Rashad White, 3 for 22. K-Dotton, 3 for 11, uh, 13. Did have the touchdown. Trey Palmer, 2 catches, 6 yards. And the touchdown as well. Now, the next game we have is the Bills and Dolphins. Now, as a Broncos fan, I'm a, I'm a little bit happy that the Miami Dolphins got a bit of a reality check against a good football team. You know, guys, you aren't that good. You just played the Broncos, just like the Bears that we'll talk about very soon. You're not that good. You just played the Broncos. Um, Josh Allen had a monster day, as he always does against the Miami Dolphins. If you're a Miami fan, you, you have nightmares about Josh Allen. Near perfect day for him, 21 to 25, 320 yards, four touchdowns through the air. Um, Man is an absolute machine. Four carries, 17 yards, and a touchdown on the ground as well. Five total touchdowns and 337 total yards. Um, If you had him in your lineups, you most likely won your fantasy game. So that's really, really good. Latavius Murray, four carries, 32 yards. James Cook still continues to get a majority of the work as well. 12 carries, 29 yards, and scored that elusive touchdown. Um, so, again, wasn't as as efficient as he has been in the first three weeks, but was still able to um, give you a good fantasy day because he got that touchdown regression um, going his way. Damian Harris, just six carries, 29 yards. Stefan Diggs, though, man, is him. Six catches, 120 yards, three touchdowns. Incredible, incredible performance from him. Um, just shows that he's an elite wide receiver. You know, there's a reason why people are telling you to take him in the first round of your fantasy redraft leagues this season. Um, there's going to be games like this where they have big blob games. I think this is why you pay for wide receivers like Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams, you know, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Um, you know, they just have potential to go off like this because they are just better than everyone else. Um, so, again, props to Stefan Diggs. Gabe Davis, 3 for 61 and a touchdown. James Cook did have a nice 48-yard catch, which um, was able to, you know, add a significant amount of fantasy points onto your uh, team as well. Dalton Kincaid, 4 for 27. I think Dalton Kincaid has looked nice um, as a rookie so far. He's not getting as much love as Sam LaPorta because he does have Dawson Knox there. So they are sort of 
taking away um, a bit of production from each other. But Don Kincaid's look good. Don't sleep on um, Dalton. I think he's coming along nicely. If you have him in a place where you're not looking to win, especially like in Dynasty, that is, if you've got him on a team where you know you're not worried about winning right now. You're happy to see Don Kincaid just slowly ticking away, having these nice games, looking good on the field, getting open, um, building that rapport with Josh Allen. I think there's going to be really good things to come um, and for years to come as well with Josh Allen in Buffalo um, with Dalton Kincaid. Latavius Murray, 2 for 24. Trent Sherfield, 2 for 18. And as I mentioned before, Dawson Knox had a catch for 12 yards. The Miami Dolphins, though, offense really did struggle aside from, you know, you know who, Devon a chan. I'm going to get that right. God, I'm good. Um, this is what happens in the NFL. When you have a good game, then everyone needs to like start pronouncing your name correctly. They can't butcher it now. They're talking about you. Um, but Tua, again, not, not a great day. Um, you know, wasn't able to get things going. I think the Miami offense sort of was taken a little bit back by how good the Buffalo Bills defense looked. Um, he had 282 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Again, didn't burn you, but also not the performance you used to from two R at least this season. Um, Devon Achan had eight carries, 101 yards, two touchdowns. He's explosive. Um, once he gets the ball, you can't catch him. He's gone. Um, he looked really, really good. And I think, you know, based on what we saw um, in this game, I think we're slowly going to see Devon Achan um Build on his role in this offense. I think we saw him have, you know, roughly 50 to 60% of the snaps. We saw... Raheem Mostert take a bit of a step back, only 40% of the snaps at the running back position this week. So I think we're seeing sort of the turning of the guard towards a Chan, um, unfortunately for any Raheem Mostert owners, who did have seven carries for nine yards. Tyreek Hill, very quiet game for him, three for 58. Very quiet again for Jalen Waddle. Hasn't been able to quite hit his stride. Again, missed last week due to a concussion, first week back. I think we can give both Tyreek Hill and a Jalen Waddle a pass here. Um, if you are a Jalen Waddle owner, especially in redraft, you're probably hurting. Um, you're probably counting on him to be very, very good this season. He has not been that yet. If you have him in Dynasty, don't worry. Um, there's going to be better days ahead for Jalen Waddle. Braxton Barrios had a nice fantasy day. It was the one that came away with the touchdown. Had six catches for 43 yards. Um, Darren Smythe, 4 for 41. Raheem Mostert, 3 for 36. It didn't burn you totally. Alec Ingold, 1 for 23. Devon Achand, 3 for 19 as well. Um, let's move on to the next game. Oh, my favorite. We've got the Bears and the Broncos. Bears fans, I'm thinking of you. I care about you. I care about your mental well-being. Um, you know, I hope you're doing okay. Um, at least you have two first-round picks next year. Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison, you're going to be good. Don't worry. You won't have to deal with Justin Fields anymore, despite the monster day he had. Again, I don't know what to say to you. Um, there's nothing I can say to make it better. Um, for those that still believe in Justin Fields, I mean, that's fine. He had a really good day. I think this is a clear bounce back for him as far as fantasy goes. I just don't think he's that good an NFL quarterback, unfortunately. I think this a lot of this production can be attributed to how god-awful the Broncos' defense is. Um, but Justin Fields did have 335 yards on 28 of 35 passing, four touchdowns, one interception. So I know it sounds ridiculous for me to say that I don't think Justin Fields is a good NFL quarterback when he puts up that kind of stat line, but I still stand by it. <laughs> Khalil Herbert ran all over this Broncos defense, um, was clearly the lead back here, which is um, surprising to see. I think we saw a lot more Roshan Johnson in the previous couple of games, but I think they were able to, because they were you know leading and controlling the game, they felt really trusting um, in Khalil Herbert. They were able to 
um, sort of, you know, basically get him the ball more often um, than they've been able to in the previous game. So he was able to, you know, have a nice fantasy day as well. Justin Fields, 4 for 25. Roshon Johnson, just 5 for 13 yards. DJ Moore, really, really good game. Feels like he's getting on track with... Um, Justin Fields, which is nice to see. He had eight catches, 131 yards, and a touchdown. Cole Komet, monster fantasy day, seven for 85, two touchdowns. They couldn't guard these two guys. Darnell Mooney, just 551. Uh, sorry, 451. And then we've got Equinemius State Brown had one for 21. Clue Herbert, four for 19. And Robbie Tonyan, one for two for 18 as well. Um, onto the Broncos side of the ball, who ended up getting the job done. Um, it took a defensive touchdown, it took defense to make a play, finally. Props to you guys. Vance Joseph, I hate you and I hope you resign. Or management kicks you out or just, I don't know, something bad may happen to you on the walk home from the stadium. I don't know. I didn't say anything. But Russell Wilson, going to sound controversial, hasn't been bad. He's not the reason why the Broncos are losing. Um, He had 21 to 28, 223 yards, three touchdowns. Flawless game. Flawless. Didn't turn the ball over. This is what happens when you don't turn the ball over, Russ. You win the game. This is what happens when the defense can make a single play. They just need to make one play, and this team is not that bad. But also, the defense is awful. I don't think there's going to be many games we're going to be in because the team is going to go, oh, yeah, Russ, you scored a touchdown. You took eight minutes to do that. Let me go score a touchdown in two. Um, so, again, I don't have very high hopes for this Broncos team. Um, it's unfortunate because the contract situation you're in with Russell Wilson sort of makes you need to continue to try and win at the very least. But we do have our first-round pick this year. You know, whether it ends up being a young quarterback or I don't know what you do. If you get a high pick this year, you kind of have to take the quarterback. Um, It's mental. Who knows what the Broncos are going to do. Um, as for the rushing game, uh, Russell Wilson, 4 for 13 on the ground, couldn't get anything going. Samar J.P. Ryan, 6 carries, 12 yards. Again, not very good. But you know who did come in? Um... For Javante Williams, who did exit early after two carries for zero yards with an injury, he's got a sore hip. They reckon he might miss one to two weeks. Wait and see how that goes. If he's able to practice this week, they may put him back in um, sort of on a snap count. But JLL McLaughlin had seven carries, 72 yards, looked really nice. Also got into the end zone, got involved in the passing game, three catches for 32 yards and a touchdown. Um, Jerry Judy... Looks like he's working his way back into the offense. Led the team in receiving with 352. Again, a lot of this passing game is getting shared around. I think a whole lot more than what people expected, myself included. I was a big Jerry Judy fan. I think he is working his way back from that hamstring. And then he also had a knee issue come up, pop up during the week as well. So hopefully he can get fully healthy and be a, you know, a bit more of the number one receiver. Um, but Marvin Mims had two for 47. Cortland Sutton, three for 27. He was the one who caught the touchdown from Russell Wilson as well. Samaj so P. Ryan had two catches, 23 yards. But it's guys like this. It's Lil Jordan Humphrey had a catch. It's Brandon Johnson had another catch. He caught a touchdown last week. Chris Manhurts has a catch for 10 yards. Javante has three catches for nine. Nate Adkins has two for eight. Um, there's a lot of other names here that are popping up and sort of taking away potential production from Colin Sutton um, and Jerry Judy. But I think that does start to change. I think Jerry Judy is clearly the number one wide receiver there. And there will be better um, days ahead for him. Um, the next game we've got up, Philadelphia Eagles, Washington Commanders. Had to go to overtime to separate these two teams. I mean, shout out Sam Howell. Um, the finish to that game was incredible. I um, was able to push the ball down the field, get the um, the ball into the end zone as time expired. So props to Sam Howell. Has 290 yards, one touchdown, 29-41. Um, obviously not able to get the job done in the end. The Eagles do scrape away 34-31. to 
Brian Robinson, again, another good fantasy day. Wasn't incredibly efficient, but had 14 carries, 45 yards, and a touchdown. Sam Howe, 6 for 40 on the ground. Antonio Gibson, 6 for 19. Um, Logan Thomas, 1 for 2 on the ground as well. Curtis Samuel also had a carry for a yard, but he's able to put that carry into the end zone as well. So good on Curtis Samuel. Um, Terry McLaurin had a nice fantasy day as well, um, depending on your scoring setting, actually, to be honest. So he had 8 catches for 86 yards. So you think, oh, yeah, no touchdowns. You know, it's an okay fantasy fantasy day um but he recovered a touchdown in the end zone that was fumbled by brian robinson so he was able to score that touchdown went on his fantasy points on sleeper the platform that we play on um curtis samuel 751 diamond brown 251 logan thomas 341 Jahan dotson four for 27 gets into the end zone he's someone that hasn't been as productive as i would have expected him to be um I don't know whether that's just getting used to Sam Howell or, you know, he seems like he's going to Terry McLaurin a whole lot. He's going to Curtis Samuel a whole lot. Jahan Dotson hasn't really been able to elevate himself into that, you know, wide receiver one um, that we thought he might be able to be um, with, with this Washington Commanders team. Um, Philadelphia Eagles side of the ball. Jalen Hurts continues to be Jalen Hurts. Man is an absolute machine. Um, Had 319 yards, two touchdowns through the air. Also had nine carries for 34 yards. Um... Again, he's awesome. He's going to continue to be awesome. Um, can't you know? Can't knock Jalen Hurts. He's the man. They get the dub. Um, they're still you know they're four and zero. They're going to be there when you know the games are played in. Don't want to say September because that's that's the games that have already been on. He's going to be playing games in January. That's what I meant to say. Um, DeAndre Swift dominates this backfield yet again. Kenneth Gainwell just the four carries for 14 yards. But DeAndre Swift, 14 carries, 56 yards, gets into the end zone finally. They gave him a goal line carry. Good work, Philadelphia. You got him on the board. Um, AJ Brown, bounce back game if I could have ever seen one. Nine for 175 yards. Insane. Absolutely tortured that rookie corner. Um he looked like he had a terrible day, and he's not even a bad player. Name escapes me, um, but I did watch the film um, showing sort of where what they were doing when he was lining up against AJ Brown. They were just putting him in terrible positions. I mean, they're trying to allow him to to ball hawk, but then he's just biting on do- AJ Brown double moves, and they're forcing him to try and go one on one with AJ Brown, and it's just not going to end well. He has two touchdowns. Devonta Smith, nice game, seven for seventy eight. Um, as well. Dallas Goddard continues to have a slow start to the year. I think a lot of these targets are getting funneled to AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, um, and he just can't seem to get involved. They haven't been really using him in the red zone. As a Dallas Goddard owner, it's, it's concerning. You can't really start him. Um, it's tough. It's tough out there. I've also got Darren Waller, so I'm not having a great time at the tight end position, to be honest. So I'll see what I can do moving forward, see if I can get some better production out of the position. Um, DeAndre Swift, 4 for 23, um, getting involved in the passing game as well. You'd be very happy with that. He, um, he's clearly, you know, the, he's a three-down workhorse back, essentially, or as close as you're going to get in an Eagles offense. So props to people that own DeAndre Swift. Shout out me. Um Pittsburgh Steelers, Houston Texans, absolute blowout. The Texans killed the Steelers. Matt Canada, how does he have a job? I do not understand how he has a job. He's god-awful. Kenny Pickett, 15 to 23. He's awful. 114 yards, one touchdown. He's awful. Hurt his knee. Sorry, Kenny Pickett. I'll, I'll lay off you just a little bit. I hope you get healthy. Um, we don't like to see people get injured. 
Mitch Trubisky came in for a little bit, 3 for 5 for 18 yards. Um, they reckon it's just a bone bruise for Kenny Pickett, so he should be back in the next couple of weeks. But we will probably see two weeks of Mitch Trubisky. Um, Najee Harris continues to split time with Jalen Warren. Um, had 14 carries, 71 yards. So as far as Najee Harris goes, that's pretty efficient, 5.1 a carry. Shout out Najee. But Jalen Warren, 8 for 29 as well. Again, just getting involved, being a thorn in the side of Najee Harris owners. Um, Najee led the team in receiving, believe it or not, off one catch for 32 yards, but that tells you how dire the situation is in Pittsburgh. Um, Jalen Warren, 6 for 26. George Pickens, very disappointing, 3 for 25. Um, Calvin Austin, 3 for 24 as well. Dono Washington had a catch for 10 yards. Alan Robinson had a catch for eight. Pat Fry moved three for seven. News also came out that he'll be missing some time. So this Pittsburgh Steelers offense, absolutely decimated. I don't see how the situation gets any better, to be perfectly honest. But this Houston Texans team, they can't do no wrong. Um, they moved to two and two now. They look like they've got a good young quarterback. Not just good. I, think that's, I could say great young quarterback in CJ Stroud. Had 306 yards and two touchdowns as well. Uh, also had four carries, 16 yards. Getting his scramble on just that little bit. Devin Singletary had a six-yard touchdown pass. Shout out Devin Singletary. Didn't think I'd be mentioning his name very much this year. Um, Damian Pierce, 24 carries, 81 yards. They got they made it you know, pretty clear they want to get him the ball. He's clearly the lead back. Devin Singletary had just the seven carries um, as well. Mike Boone, just the one carry. So I think whatever kind of split they had going on through the first three weeks, seems like that's gone away just a little bit. It is just Damian and Devin, and it's, you know, it's 63 to 33 percentage-wise to... Pierce and Singletary, so that's a much better split than something we're probably expecting going into the season. Um, Nico Collins. Shout out Nico Collins. Man had seven catches, 168 yards, two touchdowns. Absolutely monster day. Um, so shout out Nico. Did trade him away in a dynasty league for not very much very recently, thinking that I'm like, oh, I should just take whatever I can get for him. Very, very disappointed at the moment um, with my decisions. Hopefully, you know, he can regress to the mean and I look less like an idiot. Um, Dalton Schultz, 3-42 in a touchdown, gets back on track. Again, not someone I'm really trusting going forward, but Nico Collins, definitely someone you can keep in your lineups. Damian Pierce had a catch for 27 yards. Robert Woods, 3-26. for John Mechie had a catch for 22. Tank Dale, quiet day after a monster week last week, just the one for 16. And Singletary had a catch for 11. The next game we have is the Chargers and the Raiders. God, this was a game I was sweating. Did have a bet, minus six and a half on the Chargers. They went up like, set. what was it? I think it was like 24 to seven at halftime. Um, and then the Raiders, you know, almost came back. The Chargers gave them every opportunity, um, except for that touchdown, that, that interception that Aiden O'Connell threw at the very end of the game. Then you had the dumb... Staley coaching of um, the Los Angeles Chargers telling his defensive back to go down when there's more than two minutes to go in the game. Just go back and score the touchdown and end the game, you idiot. Oh, God, Staley's an awful coach. Um, The Chargers looked good to start the game. Justin Herbert, though, only finishes the game with 167 yards and a touchdown, one interception as well. So you're not very impressed um, with what he was doing in the air, but was able to have 12 carries, mostly scrambles, just to 27 yards. But a couple of quarterback sneaks, gets into the end zone twice, has a good fantasy day, you're happy. Um, Josh Kelly got back on track in the absence of Austin Eckler. Now, this absence does start to, starting to drag on a little bit, makes you wonder if it's got something to do with his contract situation or whatever it might be um, but as long as the Chargers are still winning I don't think they mind too much they'd like to get their running back 100 back 100 back 100 running back back 100% healthy god that was difficult um, 
We also had Darius Davis had three carries for 51 yards as well. Isaiah Spiller had five carries as well. It is Josh Kelly, clearly the backup there. Um, for those that picked up Josh Palmer off of waiver wise, you were bailed out late by a nice long touchdown. Not touchdown. Nice long pass. He had three for 77 in the end. Keenan Allen, three for 32 and a touchdown. Um, the Chargers do what they normally do, and when they when they go up by, you know, two scores like they did, they went up, what, what did I say before, 24 to 7. They just decide that they don't need to pass the ball because that's not how they got there in the first place. It's not their number one strength of the team is passing the ball with Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen. No, no, we're just going to move away from that. We're going to run the ball with Josh Kelly for 3.8 yards a carry and then let the team back into the game. It's just what they do. So he only had three for 32, but did get the touchdown early on, so that was great. Uh, Quinton Johnson, who's someone I think will get you know further involved in the offense with the absence of Mike Williams for the rest of the season, did just have one for 18. Um, Darius Davis, two for 12. Isaiah Spiller, two for 15. Jared Everett, two for nine. Shout out Khalil Mack, did have six sacks. What a game by him. Um, the Raiders were without, without Jimmy G. Um, Looked like they were really going to miss him early on, but then they were able to get something going late, um, get back into the game, but again, weren't able to get the job done. Aiden O'Connell throws a pretty crucial interception at the end of the game. Um, He has 238 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception, but does have the touchdown on the ground. Josh Jacobs gets back on track with 17 carries, 58 yards, which is pretty modest, but does get into the end zone um, on the ground. Zamir White, three carries, 15 yards, not very involved. But Josh Jacobs leads the team in receiving. Eight catches, 81 yards. Aiden O'Connell is a rookie quarterback. Love to dump off. Um, so Josh Jacobs, big fantasy day, back on track for him. Devontae Adams has eight for 75. Kobe Myers, two for 33. Amir Abdullah, two for 14. Hunter Renfro, two for 12. Um, Jacob Johnson, one for 12. And Austin Hooper had a catch for 11 yards as well. Um, again, without Jimmy G there, team's really going to struggle. Jimmy G is a bit of a winner, unfortunately, because um, he did beat the Broncos. But again, I think aside from Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, you can't really trust anyone else in that offense. Um, now we move on to the San Francisco 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals. Um, just want to say, shout out Josh Dobbs and shout out the Arizona Cardinals, who are not as god-awful as we all thought they were going to be. So I think that's a positive. Josh Dobbs played a good game. Um, obviously wasn't able to get enough points on the board, um, but did have two touchdowns, 265 yards, 28 of 41 passing. James Connor, 11 for 52 as well. Josh Dobbs had 12 carries for 48 yards, not afraid to use his legs. Um, it's showing a bit of, bit of heart. So, you know, shout out to Josh Dobbs. Um, the, receiver, the receivers, Marquise Brown had a nice game, 7 for 96. He's someone that has showed, despite the quarterback play, um, that hasn't been as awful as we thought it was going to be, um, can still produce and is someone that can be trusted in lineups. He's someone I've had sitting on my bench for a few weeks now. Maybe I'll fire him up next week. We'll wait and see um, whether that'll be need to be done or not. Michael Wilson has a massive monster, um, has a monster game, um, has 7 for 76, two touchdowns. Really good showing for the rookie. Um, I think he's someone that's clearly going to slide in as a wide receiver too to Marquise Brown. I think um, he sort of elevated himself past the other guys. Rondell Moore really can't get anything going. Um, he's, you know, just a gadget guy at this point. I think I was someone, you know, a couple of years ago when Ron Moore was coming into the league, thought he could be someone obviously super athletic, um, but just doesn't have the size and isn't really a prototypical wide receiver at all. Um, but he hasn't been involved. Um, Zach Ertz continues to be involved, 6 for 53. Um, Amari De Mercado, the running back, 3 for 21. Zach Pascal, 3 for 10. Trent Bride, 1 for 5. And James Conner, just the one catch for four yards. 
On the Niners side of the ball, we have Brock Purdy, 238, 283 yards, one touchdown, 20-21, near perfect game, no interceptions. Um, does also get into the end zone with a touchdown on the QB sneak. Loves a quarterback sneak, Brock Purdy. Just gets right in there, gets the ball over the plane um, and scores touchdowns. So shout out, Brock. Um, but also, number 23 of the San Francisco 49ers, he's not human. He is not human. I'm convinced that Christian McCaffrey is some sort of robot made by like a bunch of white scientists in a lab just to prove that white people can be running backs too because normally they're not good. But, gee, Christian McCaffrey is something else. He's by far the best running back in the league. Um, you know, Bijan Robinson might have something to say about that, but I don't think it's even close. 20 carries, 106 yards, three touchdowns on the ground. Um Man is insane. Um, Debo Samuel, three carries, six yards. Couldn't get anything going. Jordan Mason had three carries for 10 yards as well. Brandon Ayuk goes off again um, in his return. Has six for 148. Um, Obviously, didn't score any touchdowns this time. Christian McCaffrey had seven catches, 71 yards. Scores another touchdown. So, it's four touchdowns and 177 total yards for Christian McCaffrey. Absolutely insane. Raven McLeod, two for 22. Jordan Mason, one for 13. Willie Sneed, one for nine. George Kittle, one for nine. Ronnie Bell, one for seven. Kyle Juszczyk, one for four. One name you won't see me mention in the receiving game, and that's because I didn't have a catch, was Debo Samuel. Um, Again, there's going to be weeks where George Kittle and Debo Samuel, and even it's going to apply to Brandon Ayuk as well. When you have a team that has so many different weapons, there's going to be weeks where these guys just don't produce the way you want them to, but then they're also going to have blow-up weeks. So kind of you kind of have to accept what you're going to get from these guys just because they are all so talented. Another beatdown. The Dallas Cowboys absolutely crushed the New England Patriots 38-3. Patriots really struggled to look like they were even going to get first downs. Mac Jones was pulled from the game late, apparently not because he was benched, but just because it was not worth leaving him out there to get hit by this Dallas defense that looks absolutely elite despite their loss to the Arizona Cardinals last week. Um, Mac Jones, 12 for 21, 150 yards, two interceptions, no touchdowns, couldn't uh, really move the ball down the field at all. Bailey Zappi comes in, has four for nine for 57. Again, he didn't really show anything special, I don't think... Um, He's going to be taking over from Mac Jones, but just something to monitor going forward. Um, The running game, as per usual, couldn't get anything going. Despite claims before the game saying that Ezekiel Elliott was going to see starters reps, he just saw his usual role that we've seen in New England, which is the clear backup to Ramondre Stevenson. Don't know what that report was. Maybe it was just to... I don't know if it was meant to scare the Cowboys. I think they know that Ezekiel Elliott's washed, Um, but it might have just been like a, a respect thing because he's obviously done a lot in the league and he's also, you know, previously been quite a tremendous player. Um, but again, he only had six carries for 16 yards. Um, Ramondre Stevenson over-doubled his carry um, number as well. So let's let's be clear. Ramondre Stevenson's still the number one back there. But he only had 14 carries for 30 yards. Only 2.1 yards carry. Couldn't really um, get anything going whatsoever. Ramondre Stevenson had two catches of 10 yards. Zeke Elliott, two for six. Again, both guys are going to be involved on both on passing downs and on early downs. I think both these guys are similar. Except Ramondre Stevens probably a bit better of a pass catcher, but both are good on pass protection, so they're going to split time um, as well. Hunter Henry, 4 for 51. Again, another good game from Hunter Henry. Tight end position is very, very grim. So if you can get a little bit of production out of Hunter Henry, props to you. Demario Douglas, 2 for 45. Kendrick Bourne, 2 for 36. Devontae Parker, 2 for 33. Juju Smith-Schuster, 1 for 14. Gusecki, 1 for 12. Do not trust any Patriots pass catcher at all. I don't want to see anyone starting them. I don't want people thinking about it. It's Hunter Henry in the tight end spot, and you're praying for a touchdown. That is it. 
Ramondre Stevenson, you play in a good matchup. That is it. You do not play any other New England Patriots. You cannot trust them. The offense is terrible. Um, they're lucky the defense is going to be okay and they get, just they can win a couple games. But they're one and three now. It's it's not looking good for the Patriots whatsoever. Dak Prescott, 28-34, 261 yards and a touchdown. Doesn't really need to do too much um, to get the win here. Tony Pollard, 11 carries, 47 yards. Nice little day for him. Uh, Kevontae Turpin does have a nice carry for 46 yards. CeeDee Lamb also had a carry for 12. Deuce Vaughn had got eight carries in the end, a game that they got up um, by a lot pretty early. He has eight carries, just the nine yards. Really um, isn't able to scrape any sort of yards. Um, you need some big holes um, to fit Deuce Vaughn through. No, I kid. Very small, um, but obviously he's able to. Not someone's going to be able to get a lot of yards after contact purely just you know based on the size of him. Um, Rico Dow three for nine. Jake Ferguson, nice little tight end. If you picked up Jake Ferguson and plugged him in, had seven for seventy-seven. Uh, looks like the number one tight end there, so it's potentially someone you could pick up off the waiver wire. Plug him into your lineup if you are um, in need of a tight end. If you're someone like a Dallas got it, Jake Ferguson sitting on your waiver wire. I would go as far as to say you want to play him. Ahead of those guys, you want to play him ahead of Darren Waller? I don't blame you. Um, he's someone that's clearly putting up more points. He's more involved in the offense. Someone that, A team that's involving their tight end a whole lot more um, than those teams as well. Michael Gallup has 5 for 60. Nice little game for him. Jalen Tolbert, 4 for 53. C.D. Lamb, just 4 for 36, but does get the touchdown. Again, led this game from very early on. Didn't need to throw the ball very much. Brandon Cooks, who's been disappointing this year. Again, 4 for 27, nothing special. Tony Pollard also has 3 for 4, 13 through the air as well. We move on to the Jets-Chiefs Sunday night football game. God, they showed a lot of Taylor Swift. I'm not going to harp on it. Everyone knows. Everyone's talked about it on Twitter. It's the number one thing on TikTok. I get it. They showed Taylor Swift a lot. They're really milking it. I agree. That's all I have to say about it. I don't want to keep talking about it. I'm sick of it. Hopefully, it moves on pretty quickly. Zach Wilson, good game. I mean, good game from Zach Wilson. He was very, very disappointed um, with his performance at the end. I think we saw the press conference where he was talking about how he needs to be better. I think there was a big attitude change. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, there was a clip of him saying that, you know, it wasn't his fault. They lost in a game. The defense only gave up like eight points or nine points or something anyway. Um, but again, has 245 yards, two touchdowns. Um, but again, does have that crucial fumble at the end. Brees Hall looked really good, had six carries, 56 yards. Looks much better than Dalvin Cook, who had five for 16. Newsflash, Brees Hall at 22 years of age is better than Dalvin Cook, who is 300. Um, I can't believe I have to explain that to people. Um, in the receiving game, Alan Lazard catches a touchdown, has three for 61. Garrett Wilson had nine catches for 60 yards. I think that's as good as like a Garrett Wilson game's going to get um, with Zach Wilson quarterback, unfortunately. But, you know, people that still had Garrett Wilson in their lineups, I think you had to, um, especially with the amount of draft capital you put into him. You don't really have any other options. You're able to get a decent game out of him. Tyler Conklin, 4 for 58. Jeremy Ruckett, 2 for 26. Brees Hall, 3 for 13. Mock Carter, 2 for 12. Randall Cobb, 2 for 8. And Xavier Gibson had a catch for 4. Delvin had a catch for 2. And CJ Uzama had a catch for 1 yard. The Chiefs, though, couldn't really get much going and obviously, you know, didn't do a whole lot right and the Jets just couldn't get enough points on the board and crucial mistakes at crucial times. Chiefs ended up winning this game, um, a controversial holding call um, on the Jets that was thrown after the interception was made. I know it looks so bad. It looks so, so bad. I think the NFL... Um, 
needs to maybe potentially speak with the referees and they got to get that flag out. I guess I guess the hold was there on the defense, but there was also that massive hold on the left tackle um, for the Chiefs as well. So it's just, it's a bad look. It is a very bad look, but Patrick Mahomes does what Patrick Mahomes does and he just gets the win. He doesn't care. Um, he has 203 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, two ugly interceptions though. Um, really not good at all from Patrick Mahomes. Again, they're lucky to come away with a win. You know, a slightly better team probably puts this team away. Um, a great game from Isaiah Pacheco. Had 20 carries for 115 yards and a touchdown. Man runs angry. Man looks like he's running and because he, his family has been kidnapped. And they said, if you don't score this touchdown on this play, we're killing your family. And he runs. Like, that's with how much anger and with how much... Um, he just run. He just runs as if someone's like got his family held hostage. Like he just, he's incredible. Shout out to Zay Pacheco. Um, Patrick Mahomes seven fifty one. Sky Moore um, two for nineteen. And Clyde Edwards-Helaire three for twelve. Jared McKinnon three for seven. Um, all on the ground. Um, the receiving game. A lot of people had Travis Kelsey for a, to score a touchdown. Just had the six for sixty. Again, nice little game um, for Travis Kelsey, but you know nothing compared to what we're used to seeing from him. Isaiah Pacheco three for forty three. Again, getting involved in the passing game, Pacheco. Shout out him. Um, Noah Gray, one for 31. Did score a touchdown. Shout out Noah Gray. Did really good. Um, Rayshie Rice, three for 32. Kadarius Tony, two for 22. MVS, one for six. Justin Watson, one for five. And Clyde Edwards-Alaire had a catch for one yard also. Can't trust pass catches from the Kansas City Chiefs. Can't do it. Travis Kelsey only. That is it. I don't want to see Sky Moore in lineups. I don't want to see Rachel Rice in lineups. I don't want to see Kadarius Tony in lineups. MVS, Justin Watson. I don't care. Jarek McKinnon, can't do it. I mean, and I'm and I'm guilty. I put Jarek McKinnon. I've had Jarek McKinnon in multiple lineups this year, and it sucks. It burns. I don't want to do it. It's burnt me. I don't want any part of it. All right. Now we move on to the Monday night game. New York Giants, Seattle Seahawks. I'm a little bit upset about this game because about 10 minutes before kickoff, I messaged the group chat and I go, can someone tell me a reason not to bet the Seahawks money line? And no one replied, but I don't know. If someone had talked me into it, I would have done it. I really wanted to bet the Seattle Seahawks money line and I should have because I just absolutely smoked the New York Giants. 24-3 um, wasn't even, didn't even look like a competition. The Giants could not get anything going, couldn't get a first down. Um, the only time they get a first down is when Daniel Jones is running for his life and he's able to, you know, reach out for four yards on a third down. That's literally all they could do. Um, the Seattle Seahawks, we have Geno Smith had 13 of 20, 110 yards and a touchdown. Um, exited the game for a little bit um, with what seemed like an ankle issue. Came back in, looked fine. Um, he'll be okay. They'll probably, you know, if you've seen pop up in the injury report during the week, just keep an eye on it. I don't think he's any re- in any real danger to miss time. Drew Locke had two for six, 63 yards. Um, what looked like was going to be a touchdown ended up being short on the one-yard line by Noel Fant. Um, so that's upsetting. I mean, anyone that plays DraftKings and had Noel Fant would be shattered um, because that looked like it was going to be a massive touchdown, but it was just the one-yard short. Kenneth Walker continues to have an impressive start to his 2023 campaign. He had 17 carries, 79 yards, and a touchdown. 
They did give Zach Charbonnet five carries, but again, was is just five carries to Kenneth Walker, 17. He's clearly the backup to Kenneth Walker. I mean, looked nice, had five for 31. Um, remains to be seen whether they'll get him more involved in the running game. He also had a catch for nine yards. Um, Noah Fant led, Fant led the team in receiving with two for 63. Tyler Lockett, four for 54. DK Metcalf, just three for 34, but did score the touchdown. I think this is why um, people really like DK Metcalf because he just gets used in the red zone. I think he's always at the top of the league. Um, in red zone targets is the reason why you know you get bailed out in games like this where they're leading but he scores a touchdown early on and you're happy Cody Thompson had a catch for 10 yards and then also Jack Smith and Jigba another disappointing performance three catches five yards um, I think if you own Jackson Smith and Jigby, you're starting to get a little bit worried. And there's a lot of mouths to feed, and this offense hasn't really started clicking just yet. Um, I think there is going to be better days ahead for JSN, but he's not um, the rookie wide receiver you're expecting. You know, I think there's a lot of people out there that if you offered um, Jackson Smith and Jig for for Puka Nakua, they're turning it down, and I don't blame them to be honest. So, yeah, JSN, you're hoping you can start to turn it around soon. You know, because. As far as, like, historic trends go, you need players to hit in their rookie year. You know, these elite wide receivers like Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, um, they hit in their rookie year. Um, We don't see, you know, rookies taking, you know, multiple years to get going. It becomes pretty clear very quickly. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson of recent. um, We see them produce right away, and they continue that into their second, third, fourth year, whatever it might be. Armin Ra St. Brown at the back end of his first year um, was really, really impressive. Jalen Waddle in his first year. Um, So I think we need to give him some time, but also we want to start seeing some positive um, performances from him coming soon. Speaking of positive performances, something that definitely was not that, Daniel Jones, 203 yards, two interceptions, didn't look good. This offense didn't look good. This offense looked lost without Saquon Barkley. Um, Brian Dayball, whatever magic they had last year with Daniel Jones and Brian Dayball, looks gone. Um, They can't seem to scheme guys open. Whether it's they can't scheme guys open or they don't have the talent to do it, Daniel Jones I don't think is a good enough quarterback to then elevate those players into a position where they need they don't need elite talent on the outside um, so again something that you can't trust this offense moving forward I think Saquon Barkley is the only guy you can really put in your lineup with any real confidence we need him to get back healthy um, just really not a great day for Giants um, fans and Giants fantasy asset owners uh, Daniel Jones did have 10 carries, 66 yards. Like I was saying, it's the only way they were able to move the ball. Um, Matt Breida, 14 to 30, did get all the work, but again, does what Matt Breida does and does it absolutely nothing with it. Um, he also had five catches, 48 yards. Again, they were down in this game for the vast majority, so they needed to throw to the running back a bit. Wondell Robinson, 5 for 40. Um, he's been nice upon his return. I think he's someone that you need to, you might be able to stash away if you have a place on your. Um, on your roster, Wanda Robinson now, last week, I believe he had three or four catches as well. Um, again, he's working his way back from an ACL tear. There's not much talent at wide receiver. I think he's someone that can very quickly ascend as the, the number one target. And I think he already has, to be fair. Isaiah Hodgins, three for 24. Darius Slayton, two for 23. Darren Waller, just three for 21. Incredibly disappointing. I mentioned him earlier in the episode. Um, again, not someone that you can really be trust putting in lineups, but you may not have very many other options given the landscape of the tight end position. Paris Campbell, 315. Rookie Jalen Hyatt, 2 for 10. Gary Brightwell had a catch for 10. Sterling Shepard had a catch for 6. And Bellinger, a catch for 6 yards as well. Um, that is the last game. So I want to thank the listeners for tuning in. Um, I want to thank you all for, you know, 
at least on some level, you think what I have to say is important. Um, I hope I've done a good job of, you know, trying to pull out the most important parts. There's obviously a lot um, of games that have happened this week, a lot of games that go on, a lot of information that needs to be taken away. Um, I try to condense it down as much as I can. I know I go very fast, so I do apologize. Um, but, you know, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you.